Well, let, let me uh, say hi. Hi. All right. Let me encourage you all. God's in a good mood. Amen. Really, he has been since Jesus was raised from the dead. <laughs> now, we could talk about before that, but I'm just at least from then. You know what I mean by that? I don't mean that he likes everything that's going on in the world. I don't mean he always likes everything I've done. But as a, as a general disposition, you know, remember, remember the scripture said, or the angel announced, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill. What kind of will? Toward who? Towards us, that's men and women. Towards people. What kind of will? Goodwill. What's God's feelings toward us? Good. Good goodwill. Amen. And so, uh, well, that goes right along with what I had in my heart. I should just keep going. Uh, and, and, and so let me just, so, so let me just say, uh, if God's in a good mood, and He knows everything, and He knows the future, we ought to be in a good mood. Let's not miss opportunities to rejoice and be glad. Yeah. If you find yourself, you don't smile much in praise. You know what I mean by it? Sometimes we get real. And I know there's times of, you know, soberness and, and so forth and reverence. And I don't mean it has to be a perpetual smile in worship but there should be a good bit of it what do I mean by that well to where we're enjoying ourselves if I'm not enjoying myself in the presence of the Lord I might not be as in the presence of the Lord as I think I am you know what I'm talking about because in the presence of the Lord you're there's joy yeah you're in a good mood I mean, the scriptures talk about rejoicing and talk about how when one sinner repents, how it lights it up upstairs. You know, the angels rejoice. There's, there's a party in heaven, as we say, when one sinner comes to the Lord. I think probably uh, the Lord's looking for any excuse, <laughs> you know, to celebrate. It's like the, you know, it's like the, when Jesus told about the prodigal son. And as soon as the, the son who had left home and had wasted all his money and gotten into sinful, you know, riotous living, as soon as he came home, what happened? It's like, start the party. Here's another excuse to throw a party. My son's back. Amen. And then, of course, to those who never left, the other part of that message is to the elder brother there who was kind of upset about the situation. He said, you can have a party anytime you want. Right? You know where the fridge is. You know, you, know, you know where the fatted calf is. You can throw a party anytime. You're always here. You always have access to that. Well, uh, hopefully we're either on one side of that situation, that story, or the other. You're, you've either been out there and you're back. What should we do? <laughs> Glory to God. Woohoo! Come on! Or, or you never left. And you stayed in the Father's house. What should we do? Woohoo! Come on, come on. We live here. But either way, it sounds to me like a perpetual celebration. Yeah. So let me encourage you. Be uh, uh, smile. And not just here, not just now, and not just in a with to the Lord. If you find yourself, I've been praying, I've just been worshiping the Lord, and it's always, it's always, I'm tr sometimes, I don't know if you've ever gotten into this, I've done this before, where I'm just trying real hard, and it's flesh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to concentrate so much, but really, you know, I'm, it's like I'm having a conversation with myself, and when I relax, then there's God. I don't, know if I don't know if you've ever experienced that where you prayed and prayed, walked the, walked the house and prayed in tongues and walked and did it for a while. And then finally, you know, you thought, like, well, okay, I guess that was good. And you sat down and just kind of relaxed and there God was. <laughs> it's like, 
wow, I was trying way too hard. <laughs> you know, I'm praying like a machine gun and, you know, <laughs> almost got this warfare, menta- warfare thing on. I don't know if any of you have been around that, around that. I know some years ago, I remember I was in a meeting. Uh, it was in Tulsa, and a lot of crazy things happened in Tulsa, right? And, uh, but it was at this meeting many years ago, and I was in this, this church, and the, the speaker, guest speaker was up there, and, and he had people down in the front uh, ministering to him for something. He had them all, you know, praying in, in the Spirit, praying in tongues. But it was all real, had to be super loud and super... Mm, like warfare-ish, you know, and one guy, I remember seeing him, still sticks out in my mind, this was like 20-some years ago, and uh, he was beat red, because he was praying so hard, and I remember the speaker looking down, going, yeah, yeah, (laughs) and at the time, I didn't know any better, I thought, cool, yeah, pray hard, Mm." but what, what the reality was, is a lot of it was just flesh, you know, a lot of it was, it was just, uh, this big warfare mentality that whenever you're praying, you're, you're battling the devil. I tell you what, the devil's been defeated. And our prayers ought to, ought to have that note about it. It's al- almost like, pff, pff. I know we're told to resist the devil and he'll flee from us, but it doesn't have to be a, a just huge, long struggle. When we get a revelation, it's, pff, it's almost dismissive. Yeah. You're defeated. And then go back to smiling. Go back to rejoicing. Amen. Someone said, well, I'm more, uh, you know, I heard someone talk about this one time. Uh, but they, people say, well, I'm more of an intercessor. And what they mean by that is that's their license to be depressed. Because they always have a burden. You know, always care. I, I'm always, in, I always have a burden to pray on me, so... You know, and this one, this one particular person I heard say something about that years ago. He said, uh, there's these, uh, these people that were sitting up while he was speaking, and they just looked really heavy, really loaded down. And he asked the person in charge there, he said, what's going on there? What's up, what's up with those people? Oh, well, they're interceding for you. They're your intercept. They're, pray, they're praying for you. Uh, and he thought, well, would you, he, I think he said this to him, to the pastor he said would you ask him to stop <laughs> and do you know why he said because the joy of the lord is your strength. strength and they have no strength so their prayers aren't going to be doing any good <laughs> now i'm not saying from an overview standpoint that someone couldn't have a burden to pray i'm not just throwing that out the window that someone couldn't have something and they pray it through but how many know we got to get back real quick to rejoice and, and, and get back to, back to the victory side and, and, and enjoy life and enjoy church. If you don't have a good time when you're here, uh, I don't know. Either we're doing it wrong or you're doing it wrong or something because we ought to have a good time. If the Lord's presence is here, we're enjoying life. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. But again, going back to that, that, that scripture, uh, where the Lord said, peace on earth, and, and what kind of will? Good will. What's the Lord's will for you for your life? That's good. The Lord's will for me, the Lord's will for us, it's, it's good. It's good will. It's not bad will. It's good will. This is one of those things that uh, often hinders believers' faith. It hinders their ability to receive from God, to enjoy His blessings. Um, uh, many people struggle with, uh, with sickness and disease and so forth in their body. And it goes back to this root of, is, is it the Lord's will that I do better? That I receive this prayer, that I get healed in my body? Is it the will of God? And has anybody ever struggled with that before? Maybe not now. Maybe you do now. Maybe you have at some point in your life. You wondered, does God really want this for me? Does that resonate with anyone, at least at any point in your life? I know you're, okay, I'm looking for at least nods and preferably hands. And, and <laughs> All right. Uh, 
yeah, people sometimes approach the Lord in their own life, and they don't know what He wants. And really, I think it's because of religion. I think it's because of wrong teaching that many people do struggle with that very question. And it's a constant question of, does the Lord want it? Is it His will for me? When ultimately, if we come around and understand the Lord And I'm not saying I see him clearly in all ways and perfect understanding. I'm in a process of revelation myself. But what I do know, and and if we come around to seeing the Lord clearly and accurately, some of those, is it the Lord's will questions, are almost laughable. Because they are so, uh, I mean, it's like, you will look at yourself and look at the way you used to think and wonder, how in the world could I think that about the Father? When I know how much He loves me, when I know he, how, how good He is, when I see this now, man, if I'd only seen this then, I wouldn't have questioned Him like I did. Let, let, me, let, let, me, sh- let me show you a couple things. Uh, look, with, look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> look with me at the book of Mark. Well, that works too. <laughs> Just look at Mark, chapter 1. Mark, chapter 1. You know, actually, if you're using a paper Bible like me, keep your finger there. And, and real quick, look at Matthew 6. Let's just change the order of this. Matthew 6, Jesus was uh, responding. Well, he's teaching and doing a lot of good stuff here. And then uh, he was talking about what, we, what we, we call the Lord's Prayer. And um, verse 10, well, verse 9, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed, be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now think about that very statement for a moment. Your will be done. In other words, it's a statement of request. We're saying, Lord or Father in heaven, I want and I'm asking for your will to be done. Why would someone ask that the will of God be done? Well, one reason is because it's not being done. In other words, how many have ever prayed that the sun would rise? And you, you meditated on the Scriptures? You, you spent time in the prayer. You worshipped. <laughs> you prayed it out in the Spirit. You, you spoke it into existence. You gave thanksgiving for an hour. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> and your whole desire and your prayer was that the sun would rise again. And then come six in the morning, you were expectant. He said, Lord, I believe it's going to rise. Oh, thank you, Lord. The sun is coming. All right. Why do we not pray that? Because it always happens. There's no need to pray that for something that automatically, by the way that God set up the universe and the sun and the earth and how it goes around it and so forth, that just happens. You don't need to pray about that. What about the will of God? You see how this kind of, uh, how it kind of tweaks the understanding, the mentality that sometimes believers have in their heart that God's will is always done? That, that, that people have, have believed this saying that whatever the Lord wants to happen is going to happen? And, mi- and many, many thousands and millions of, of Christians believe that? That whatever God wants to happen is going to happen. And if something bad happens, they immediately know. They know, supposedly, that 
that was what God wanted, and they don't understand why He wanted that, and they don't, they're, they're sometimes hurt by it and confused by it, but they, they just, they believe and they're encouraged by others, and they're told, well, it's, it was the will of God, because, you know, God's in charge. Usually they say God's in control, and so His will always happens. But how many know all of that is contrary to what Jesus told His disciples to pray? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, His will in heaven is being done. His will on earth is not being done. At least not completely. Not fully. If His will were completely and fully being done on earth, then earth would be what? Just like heaven. We wouldn't be itching to go. We'd be like, well, it's just like here, right? Okay, I'm good. But the will of God is not fully being done, being done on the earth. Not fully being done. Then we have to back it up to ourselves individually. That means it's not fully being done in our lives. I mean, if you look at our lives as a whole, none of us from birth till now have experienced the perfect will of God in every area. I mean, if, if we were to say that and believe that, then we'd also have to say this, that we've always obeyed God perfectly. We've always submitted to Him and done everything that He wanted. Right? And how many know that's not true? We're, we're all on the same page there. Is anyone ill perfecto here? All right. So none of us... Have, we've got one, right back, one liar right back there. Uh, none of us have experienced the full will of God. That's why we... Should know, we should know the will of God. We should pray out the will of God. We should um, stand as ambassadors of Christ to represent the will of God. Everybody with me now? But go back to the first thing we said again now. What is the will of God? Well, it's good will. His will is good. And if it's not good, it's not God. If it's not good, He doesn't want it. Now, here's, here's where the religion can, can, can trap us again. Someone will say, well, we can, never truly re- we can really never know what's good. We don't really know what we need. See, wh- where did Jesus teach that? You know, wh- where does that kind of mentality come in? It comes in as an alternate plan, as a backup, as a... Um, well, if God doesn't come through, I've got an answer for it. I've got something to say. Someone had a failure in their faith. Someone didn't receive what they desired or what they wanted. And probably some pastor, I'll go ahead and do, say that, probably some pastor felt pressured to give an answer. And so it was some ultra-wise saying, well, you never really know what you need. God knows what you need. Bah. Huh? If I'm hungry, I need food. If I don't feel, my body is not performing correctly, I need healed. It's not more complicated than that. If I'm broke, I need money. If I don't know what to do, I need direction. I need, I need an answer. I need wisdom. Huh? If my wife isn't acting right, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I need mercy. (laughs) Here's the thing, you know. I realize you can make a statement like, I don't know what I need. Sometimes if I don't know what the answer is to something, yes, I don't really know that. Uh, Sometimes we may come into a service like this, and we didn't really know what we needed, and a message came forth, and we're like, bam, that's exactly what I needed. I understand that concept. As a general rule, though, I'm not going to dismiss the good will of God and couch it in, in, in some sort of religious phraseology that says, you know, 
I, well, you just never know what's, what you really need and God's taking care of it. No, we're specifically supposed to know that His will for us is good. And we're supposed to know that His good will is not automatically going to happen. Just because God is a certain way toward us, that doesn't mean we automatically experience that good will. Huh? It is the will of God that all be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Yet how many know, unfortunately, not all are saved and have a knowledge of the truth? So what do we do? Well, that's one of those areas we are trying to get the will of God done one at a time. I'm praying for people who don't know Him. Why? So the will of God would be done in their life. And if they don't respond, the will of God will not be done. It is not His will that one person be in hell. Amen. And so we look over here at Mark then. Uh, Mark the first chapter, verse 40, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are, what's that word? If you are willing, you can make me clean. You see, this individual uh, was in a situation that many people are in today. It's interesting in all the uh, records that we have of the ministry and healings and so forth of Jesus, we don't have this scenario coming up a bunch of times. This is the only one I'm aware of. Where someone asked and approached him that way, they said, Jesus, you can take care of this if you want to, if you're willing. Now it seems like there's a whole lot of people asking, is it, is it the Lord's will? Is it the will of God that I be healed? This person asked, uh, the one time we have record of this, look at his response. Uh, uh, Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I, what? Am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Notice Jesus' response to him, I am willing. Not one time do we have any sort of record where Jesus said to a person, Ah, man. Sorry, dude. It's just not. I just really, I just really don't want you to be healed. Now, now think about it. If Jesus never said that, then would he say that now? Has he changed? No, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he, if he never, while he was on, his, on the earth in his earthly ministry, if he never told someone, it's not my will that you be healed, or you could fill in the blank, help in other areas of life, then he is certainly not saying that today. Someone said, well, what about, what about Paul? Didn't, didn't Jesus tell Paul that he was not willing for him to be healed? No, no. Number one, and now this is a bigger subject, 2 Corinthians 12, number one, Paul was not sick. You have to have a theologian come up with all kinds of stuff to bring that into Scripture. It does not say that. And secondly, secondly, Jesus didn't say no to him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. That's yes, now, I have a whole teaching on that whole subject. You can access it on our website if you'd like under the series called Healed. All right? He was not sick and the Lord didn't say no. So I say I throw that out there right now in case that's some of you have studied the Scriptures. I don't want that to be a hindrance to you. God's will for your life is good. It's good. It's never bad. What should we pray? That God's will would be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Amen. How many know there's no badness going on in heaven? Just goodness. There's no disease. There's no poverty. There's no depression. There's no lack of any kind. There's no down days. It's His good will. Amen. Ah, we understand that in, in this life, there are things like persecution. There are things like aging. 
really, you could say that none of those are the will of God either. They're not. God doesn't want persecution. He doesn't want us to, uh, to, to go through. He doesn't want us to get old and die. That was never a part of his original plan. So there are, some of, there are things like that that we don't have Scripture to say that we're redeemed from. All right? There are some things like that that we are going to endure. We're going to use his, his strength and help, but he didn't, you know, the only way to avoid all the junk in a fallen world is to leave the world. Right? And any of us can. Don't. But that would be the only way to avoid that. You know, it's like the person who said, pray that the devil will leave me alone. Well, he's not going to. Until you, dis- until, uh, you know, the only, way, only avoidance of that is to die and go to heaven where he can't go. While we're on the earth, we have to dismiss him as defeated and, and resist and say, nothing. You're nothing in Jesus' name. You're defeated. So I'm laughing. Hallelujah. Anybody okay? <laughs> All right. You know, uh, the, the Lord told this, this man again, I am willing. I want you to hear that. If there's any question in your mind concerning something, in your, understand the Lord's will. He is willing to what? To heal, to answer, to help, to provide, to bless. I mean, that's the very character and nature of God. Look over at Romans 8. Romans, the 8th chapter. This is, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of good things here. Uh, remember, Jesus said at one point, it's your Father's good pleasure. You remember what the rest of that one said? It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What do you mean? It's his good pleasure. He's pleased. He delights in. He takes pleasure in. It's his will to give you what? The kingdom. Not something small, not something insignificant. I'm talking his kingdom. He said, it's my will. It's the Father's will to give it to you. We limit what God can do and is able to do in our lives by a belief or a fear, or a lack of knowledge uh, of God's willingness, His desire to do good things in our lives. When we get established and we get settled that God only wants good things, the, recept- the receptivity you know, ability goes way up. goes way up. And again, with some, this might not be everyone, probably isn't everyone at this point, but with some, this has been a real hindrance to you. This has been a real block. You've prayed, but you didn't know. You know, I remember one time, uh, a number of years ago, I, I prayed with an individual to receive the Holy Spirit, to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I didn't talk to him much. In fact, hardly at all. Just kind of got right after it. And I was, just, I was praying for him. And he wasn't receiving. It was like, nothing's going on here. What's happening here? Why isn't, why isn't this working? <laughs> and uh, if you're like me, you want things to work. And if something doesn't work, you know there's a reason why, it doesn't, why it's not working, and you want to fix that reason. If someone's not healed, there's a reason why. Fix it. If someone's not receiving the Holy Spirit, there's a reason why that can be fixed. Good news is everything can be fixed. Yeah. Because God doesn't change. He's the same. So we're not fixing God. He's the same, but there's something that we're not seeing doing, and uh, and so I realized I had gotten after it too quick with this person, so I started talking to him. Come to find out, he did, he wasn't even sure if God wanted this for him. He was questioning the whole time. I'm praying, <laughs> I'm praying in faith. He's going, hmm. I wonder. I if if you know, but you know, all this all these things were going on in his mind. I'm trying to force my uh, my belief. And my desire on him, and it was the Lord's desire, but he didn't know. Well, what did he need to get settled on? Well, it's the will of God. That God wants me to receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Yeah. See, you have a question about that? Get an answer to that. Once the answer is there, the blockage, the hindrance is removed. And the power of God flows so very easily. 
so very easily. I, I, I remember uh, along, along those lines, I've told this story to Bible school students and, and uh, um, remember an individual years ago. I, I was, I was um, uh, doing a youth meeting. This is up early on in my ministry, early on. And, uh, and I didn't have, it was just me and a small number of, you know, 20 youth or something like that. And I did, I did a little youth service, you know, and, uh, and I got done. I said, I, you know, would do like I do, ask people wanted to be saved. And then I asked if anyone wanted to be filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And one individual put up their hand. And, uh, and I said to him, okay, good. After this, so I didn't have anyone to help. <laughs> and it was just me. I said, after the service, you come up here and, and we'll take care of business. And, uh, and so after the service, actually, I met him in the hall. And this was in a public place. It was, uh, it, it was a Y. It was a y, YMCA. YFCA, I think it was called. And uh, we were using rooms. And so there's people everywhere and a lot of stuff going on. And, and, uh, and so I, I said, meet me out in the hall. And we went out and, and talked in the hall. And I started talking to him, gave him a couple of scriptures. And I said, and, and, and this is what we're going to do. And this is what's going to happen. And, and I said, are you ready for this? And, and I said, well, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to lay hands on you. And I said, what's going to happen? And he was really nervous. And he said, well, I, you know, it was like, I, I hope this and I want this. And, and I, I could just see there was a lot of hesitancy there. And there was a lot of like question, like, mm, what's going what's to go, go on here? And so I thought, mm, I'd better slow down because he's not ready. And so I told him, I said, you know what, I've got to take care of a couple things here, and uh, I'm going to leave this with you. And I gave him a few scriptures. I said, uh, in fact, we, went, we left the hallway and went over into this office area. And I said, well, I want you to just go over these scriptures. I want you to just read over these. Just, just relax best you can and go over these scriptures and get settled in your heart. I said, I'll be back in a few minutes. And so I went and did some things, and I came back. And I came back. I, I, I talked to him. I said, uh, are you, uh, I said, are you ready? He said, yes. I said, well, what's going to happen? He said, well, we're going to pray. Uh, you're going to lay hands on me. I'm going I'm to speak in tongues. And I said, okay, good. You're ready. And, uh, and we did. And he did. And God did. <laughs> and, uh, and, and what happened is I laid hands on him. And he put both of his hands up in the air. And just loud, loud, not, not just, <laughs> just clear. And just, he just started, he just started shouting out. He just, yeah and just going off and speaking in tongues and, and there was like people out in the hall probably going what in the world's going on out there and, uh, and I said that's right <laughs> and, uh, and he, it just flowed out of him so easy without, without hindrance without delay what if I would have proceeded early on I think that wouldn't have happened I think he wouldn't have received at that level he would have, he would have struggled with it but what happened is you move someone beyond the question into the confidence, and then the power of God flows freely. This is how things work in God's kingdom, you know. Those who know something, get it. Those who question have, have trouble. Have trouble. Now, I don't mean questions are bad. Questions are good. Because if they're asked and get answered, then there's an easy flow of God's Spirit again. Hope everyone's okay. Romans chapter 8, verse 31, what, shall, what then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now I want you to see the will of God. I want you to see the, the heart of God towards us, and that is this, He's for us, He's not against us, He's for us, and so it doesn't matter who's against us, and then if He gave us His Son, is there anything else He's going to hold back? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, if someone's willing to give you a million bucks... Are they going to trip over a hundred? What? You need a hundred dollars? Oh, no way. Yeah, but you just offered me a million. <laughs> In other words, if God gave us His Son, that is the absolute most. You can't exceed that gift. You can't exceed that measure of love. You can't top it. You can't do better than that. And if He's willing to give us His Son... 
Is there anything short of His Son that He is unwilling to give us? No. Because it's all less than. Do we, are, we, are we seeing this? This is, uh, this is real important. I know it's simple, but simple is powerful. It's the truth of that these things are the will of God. Now, let's look at something else. First uh, John. It's a popular prayer, scripture over here. First John. Chapter 5, verse 14, 1 John 5, 14, it reads, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now think about it. This is the what? Confidence. So if I know what the will of God is, then I have confidence. And then if you go on, then we ask and we receive. Then it's done. So if I know the will of God, then I have confidence in God. What if I don't know the will of God? Then I don't have confidence. What's the will of God? Good is the answer. Good. Good will towards us. Say, well, that's not specific. I know, that's good. Why is that good? Because it opens the door wide open to everything we, we need in life. Does that make sense? The door is wide open to everything we need because what we need, if you need something, it's good. And so my confidence then is contingent upon me knowing the will of God. Well, what's the will of God? That, here, here, here it is. Uh, that we, uh, and if, let's see, verse 15, and if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. This is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. What's His will? That we ask and He hears us. What is His will? So, say, do I need to know the will of God regarding whether I should get a new pair of pants, new socks, and a hat? Well, not that specific. Otherwise, we'd have a scripture on every little thing that you can think of, and the Bible would be a massive book, everything you could ever... Should I buy a microwave? Yes. Should I buy a new driver? Yes. <laughs> Should I... You know what I mean? When we have scriptures like this that are wide open, what's that telling us? That it's that we need to know that the will of God is good. His will is that we ask and receive. You go to first. You go to the book of John, um, and he said, if, "If my word abide in you, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you will." What's the qualification for what I ask? Well, I have to want it. Now, I, now I know that that is in connection with a relationship with God. Okay, we're not excluding that. Word abiding and so forth. That gives us our connection with Him. But the bottom line is, it's about what you want. And here, what, what, what do I need to know? That God's will towards me is good. Say, so, well, what if someone just becomes materialistic? Well, that's another problem that they have. I'm not talking about that. That's a separate issue that needs to be dealt with. If someone just if someone just lives for themselves and all it is about their uh, building their 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 little kingdom and their wealth, well, that's another that's another problem, and that's going to hinder their relationship with God, and they're probably not having a, a an effective prayer time anyway. Okay, you see how that's but but when it comes to God's will for our lives, His will is good. What about healing? Done. He'll give you the kingdom. He gave you His own Son. It's almost, I mean, when we understand how, to what degree the, that the Lord loves us, you're right there in 1 John, go back a page to, to verse 3, chapter 3. 1 John 3, verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. The very fact that we say, I'm a child of God. The very fact that we call Him Father. What's that saying? He loves me. He loves me. 
If he didn't love you, he didn't love me, he wouldn't have put us in the family. He wouldn't have called us his very own child. And if you're in the family, how many know? You've got access to the fridge. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm grown up already now. <laughs> I can still go back to my parents' house and I open the fridge without asking. If it's in there, I can have it. Why? I mean, certainly they could say, hey, you're grown up now. <laughs> like for a while. <laughs> Go to your own fridge. I don't know. There's something about parents and kids. They let you have what's in there. <laughs> you're hungry. They've got it. You're taken care of. I tell you, so much more. Our Father in Heaven is that way. You want something? He's got it. You can have it. I just don't know if the Lord wants me to have it. Do you want it? Does he have it? You can have it. So that's overly simplistic. I don't want to complicate matters. I don't want to break apart every little thing. Now, obviously, if someone said, I, I, saw, this ro- I saw this car driving down the road, I want it. Well, that's called covetousness. <laughs> huh? Or someone said, I saw this woman. Well, she might belong to someone else. You know what I'm talking about? So, are you saying there's limitations? Yes! <laughs> there's limitations when it comes to things like that and people being weird with stuff and, and, and getting fleshy. But we're just enjoying God. We're enjoying our Father. We're enjoying this relationship. We're enjoying His love for us. His will toward us is good. Amen. Praise God. Maybe there's some more scriptures we should look at. Hmm. Lots of good things in the scripture. Uh, Matthew 7. Matthew, the 7th chapter. Praise God. Notice the Lord said over here he was teaching. In verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, what? How many? Now, I'm not making this up. This is, these are the words of Jesus. He said, everyone who asks receives. And to he, to, and to who, and... And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you whom if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Notice the language again. How much, what? How much more? I mean, He gave us Jesus. He wants to give us the whole kingdom. Since He takes pleasure in giving us the kingdom. He said, just like you would give good things to your kids, good gifts to your kids, how much more will the Father give you good stuff? Give what? Good things to those who ask Him. You want anything good? James said, told his crew over there, he said, you have not because you, because you ask not. Then he talked about those who would consume things on their lusts and they were just fighting with one another and devouring another and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is, if they'd have a relationship with God and know how much He loves them and stop coveting after other people's things and, and all that stuff and just, you know, have as a result of asking, well, he, he must have made an assumption then that the Father had goodwill towards them. Probably already knew that. Amen good things. Some people receive, uh, uh, well, another, another account of this, one of the other gospel writers, they put that word in there, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Some say, I never received the Holy Spirit. Well, you can receive because His, his answer is yes to you. I mean, that's one of the, the goodest things there are, is to receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit in your life. 
Amen. So what could I, what could I do? You could ask. Because you already know the answer, so that's really easy. Hmm. It's like when you go to order at a restaurant. Well, you already looked at the menu. You already saw what's there. And so, you know, many times our requests are not even stated as requests. They're just like, well, I'll take this. I'll take one of these, and I'll take one of these. And they say, okay. And how many know you could approach the, the Father that way too? Why? Well, because it's already, the answer is yes. And you already know that going in. And so you just go to the Father and say, Lord, I'll take one of these. Take one of these. Take a new arm. Um, <laughs> take a new job. And Lord, and, uh, and a wife. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And then you smile. You get happy. You get glad. Why? Because His will towards you is good. He loves you. Don't question that. Don't question that. Just say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Done. Amen. Move your arm. Go out. You know, you probably ought to be offered a job before you leave. Or soon, you know. Those things don't just pop and manifest. Your spouse, you might as well look. You know, keep your eye open. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. The Lord will give you one. (laughs) Praise God. Father, we're so thankful today for what you're doing in our midst, in our hearts, in our lives. Lord, you're at work in us to will and to do of your good pleasure. Lord, you're helping us to see things as they really are. Your will for us is good. Your plan for us is right. Your desire for us is perfect. Lord, we do pray that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. May the will of God transpire and unfold and play out in our lives tonight and every day going forward. Lord, we're looking for you, your will to be done in us. And we're going to enjoy it. We're going to rejoice in it and be glad. Thank you, Lord. What a privilege it is to be a part of your great plan. We draw upon you. We draw upon your goodness, your provision, your power, your presence. Come on, if you need to make a withdrawal upon from the, your bank account in heaven, go ahead and do it. If you need to draw upon the resources of God, there's no shortage, there's no lack, there's no lack of love and willingness from your Father who loves you. Call upon Him. Draw upon Him. Say, Lord, say, Father God, I'll take one of these. Thank you for it. Oh, I'm just going to enjoy it. And I'm going to rejoice and give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord. Father, for those who need help, you are their help. For those who need healing, you are their healer. For those who need finances, you're the provider. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You give it to them now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for providing. Oh, thank you, Lord, for those who need a a spouse. Lord, you give it to them. Thank you, Lord, for providing connections for those who need them. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for those who need delivered, those who need peace. You are our peace. We draw upon peace and victory. Those who need answers, Lord, you are. You are the truth. The truth. And truth makes us free. Thank you for working in in us to will and to do of your good pleasure once again. Father, for those who need the Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. They call on you and they're filled. They're filled. They're filled. And they speak. And there's a release. We give you all the glory, all the praise for every good thing that you have made. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord and Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, God. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
thank you Lord hallelujah bless your name Lord we give you glory and honor thanksgiving for every good thing that you do hallelujah hallelujah praise God praise God we give you glory and honor today thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you tonight that every good and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, who never changes. Thank you, Lord, for good things that come down from above. We receive them tonight. We rejoice in you, and we are glad. We, we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is good. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know what one of the things that pleases the Lord most is when you and I use what He's given. It's like if you buy your child a bike, what do you want them to do? Ride that bike. Enjoy it. Use it. If every day you came home and they were out riding their bike, you would think, man, I got, I got them a good gift. It's being put to good use. They sure are enjoying it. You know the Lord enjoys? Because, you know, the price that was paid for us was extremely high. The blood of Jesus, His very own Son. And when He sees you and I using the gift, taking advantage of forgiveness, healing, peace and prosperity, long life and victory, overcome, being an overcomer in life. When he sees us taking advantage of these things, you know what it does to him? It's like, nice, nice. If you're enjoying it, he's enjoying it. He's enjoying you enjoying it. And if we're not enjoying it, well, I think he wants us to open the garage, get the thing out and take it for a ride. Yeah. Why don't you take Jesus for a ride this rest of this week? Take the blessings of God, take the favor of God, the grace of God for a ride. Take it out for a spin. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's go ahead and receive the, our offering tonight, and then we'll finish up. I trust, uh, I trust this has been beneficial. I pray that it's been helpful to some. Uh, if it's just been a good reminder, or if it's been... An eye-opener. Um, I pray that it's been helpful to you, uh, giving you something to act on, uh, give you some confidence in your prayers, that He hears you, He loves you, and God's will towards you is good. Amen.